March 1st, 2024. We're in Masechet Bava in the wide lines, the second wide line, four words onto the line. And the Gemara is in the middle of uh, looking for proofs for the question of Rava. Ba'ir Rava, Rava had a question. Yesh ha'ada'a lisrorot or in ha'ada'a lisrorot. Translated as, in a circumstance, a situation where your animal three times has done this sirorot action of damage. What's sirorot? It's indirect to a certain extent. It's something that was caused from the animal, but not in direct contact with the body during the time of damage. Is there, under such circumstances, although we're accepting the opinion of hachamim, that serorot pays half, even though it should be, it would be, whole as regel, 100%, you pay 50%. Ravah says, what if your animal has done it three times? On the fourth time, does it now pay the full amount? Well, on the one hand, we know about half partial payment. We know that from shortam, from kerin. And we know from shortam in kerin, three times, fourth time, now you pay full amount. On the other hand, uh, maybe this sirorot business is different. It's not kerin, it's regel. It's a normal way of the animal acting, walking outside, and as a result, there's no change in have to hold. That's the question of Rava. And the Gemara is going to suggest an answer over here. Tashema. Maybe we can derive from the following statement of the rabbis. Remember this one? If an animal, I said yesterday, a chicken, better to say an animal. The Gemara says behema. If it's just harder to imagine how this happens. But an animal uh, excretes onto uh, dough. It relieves itself onto dough. In such a circumstance, the Gemara's understanding from beginning until end, at the end we'll say it's a hidush, but from beginning until end is that this is considered serorot. Why is it serorot? The damage which was, uh, which happened to the dough wasn't with the body of the animal, it was through an extension of the body of the animal, and as a result, that's serorot. What's the halakha? Rav Yehuda Omer, Mishalem Nezek Shalem, Verbil Azar Omer, Hatsi Nezek. So we have a mahlok and a dispute in this <coughs> statement of the rabbis as to what the liability is over here. Is it full or half now. If this is serorot, if it is indirect, as we understand, and it should be understood, because it wasn't direct from the body of the animals, rather through its relieving itself, of course it should be half. That's the halakha according to hachamim. My love, should we not suggest that what's taking place over here is kegon de'avad telatazimne? The only reason why hachamim over here, would, excuse me, Rav Yehuda over here would say mishalem nezek shalem, you're paying the whole amount is, must have been a three-time offender. This is the fourth time. And as a result, the ha-kamifligeh, this is the mahloket, kamifligeh, they are split. Rav Yehuda and Rabbi Lazan, Mor Savar, Yesh Ha'ada. The reason Rav Yehuda says you pay 100% is because it's time number four. We're saying that's now mu'ad, it's forewarned. You were only liable to half the first three times. We do consider the serorot, serorot, one, two, three, half. Serorot number four, says Rav Yehuda, hold. Umor Savar en ha'ada'a, whereas Rabbil Azar says, no, one and four and a hundred are all the same. Sirorot is regel, and in it being regel, you will never change the status in terms of payment from one amount to another amount. Now, before we move onward, it's absolutely maintaining its sirorot. Absolutely sirorot. It's, it's a sirorot with mu'ad. That's the question of Rava. You have to keep it serorot, otherwise we're not answering the question. And why on the first shot is it not Zuhusa Aran 
That's Rab Hadishma'ata, that's the way the Gemara always works. It says, at first glance, perhaps this is the, um, this is the easiest approach, and then they deflect it. I can't tell you, I, I know you. It's Rab Hadishma'ata, you see that in the Gemara all the time. It's the way they speak and the way they develop these sorts of things. Um, there is, as I mentioned yesterday, Rashi, in this long dibura mathil de dahigle alma, in the middle, Rashi is bothered about the fact that over here we have Rabil Azar maintaining half. Half means it's serorot, whether first or fourth. We're suggesting at this point even fourth. But the statement of Rabbi Azar, even in the answer of the Gemara, the deflection is that you're paying half. That would be following the opinion of Hachamim. At the top of the page, earlier in the Gemara, as we mentioned yesterday, according to Rava, he seemed to be maintaining 100% like Sumchus. It seems like a contradiction on the Amud with regards to the Bil'azah. Rashi he had two approaches and how to resolve this. First approach was the earlier statements in the Gemara is what you call a Dihuya. The Gemara didn't per se mean it full-heartedly, Rava, that Rabil Azar must and is for sure of the opinion, like Sumchus, that it's 100%. We didn't have real evidence for that. We postulated over there. Over here, where it's Rabil Azar saying half, and now we know his true opinion. Earlier it was a dihuya, it was a, it was a deflection. Over here we know his true opinion. The other interesting and important approach of Rashi is that this is not the same Rabil Azar as earlier, and Rashi has proof for that. If you're into the, uh, into the uh, methodology in the Gemara, again, as I mentioned yesterday, over here we have a mahluk between Rav Yehuda and Rabil Azar. <coughs> the fact that you're mentioning Rav Yehuda means you're not dealing with a rabbi <coughs> from the time of Biraita or Mishnah. It means you're dealing with a rabbi from the time of Gemara, what we call an Emora, which means to say that the Rabil Azar that we're referring to is not the Rabil Azar from the time of the Mishnah. It's a Rabil Azar much later. It gets confusing. Same name. It's Rabil Azar ben Pedat, says Rashi. That's the name. Not Rabil Azar that, uh, of the Mishnah. And as a result, that's how he resolves it in his second way. Both technical approaches. Significant ones, he says the continued lines of the Gemara will suggest this as well. We can briefly note that, but that's with regards to that contradiction. Briefly stated what Rashi told us. But we're in the middle now in the Gemara, so the Gemara in the middle, in context, in this moment is stuck. How do you deal with this? Excuse me, not stuck. We think we resolved this. Rava, you had a question. Do you ever hit 100% payment on Sirorot? The answer, absolutely, according to the opinion of Rav Yehuda. That's what the Gemara has gone to. Says the Gemara, it's not a good proof. It's not a good proof. Why is it not a good proof? As Jared said, we also have come in. We know what the Gemara is going to. What's the more simple way of interpreting this mahlokit? Go ahead. I say half the animal is a first time offender, and half the animal is Moab. So we'll come with three quarters. Uh huh. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I understand. I think you're saying Rabbi Uda that Sad Tamut Bim Koma Omedit. I'm not sure why you want to do this, though. You're, yeah, 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 yeah. That they have Sad Tamut, which, which again, there is such an opinion. It's not exactly going to end you in three quarters because you're confusing things. When you pay half, you're not paying half of. You're paying half of the damage. That's the whole half of the damage. It means half of this animal needs to pay the whole half of the damage of the animal. You're doing it half of half. That's not how the biodag goes. Yeah, all right. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll develop it. Will you want to give a discount? Mu'ad, Mu'ad. Not Mu'ad, the Hilak. It's an animal. It's not from, yeah. What's not normal? We're talking about Sirorot. It's normal. Yeah, normal way to read him solve. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, that's a normal 
That's right. That's our question. It's a normal action of sirorot three times is the fourth time. Ta- well, understood. Normal way of relieving itself. That's the side of the safik. Do we say, since this is normal and the Torah nonetheless says it's half, therefore there's no mu'ad? Because the Torah told me sirorot is mu'ad, is, is always half. Or do we say it's only half the first three times, even though it was normal? Those are the two sedandim of the safik, two sides to go. I don't think that there should be no damages. No damages. If I could send my cow into your bakery and I incur zero damage. Zero you allow him to leave himself on your thing? I wasn't expecting it to come in. I looked away for a moment. I have to be vigilant to the extent that I don't let your animal into my shop. I don't know. What's it doing on my property? Matter of fact, I I can even hurt you. Eli's reading ahead. Jesse, Jesse, never doubt that Eli. Never. It's the next line in the Gemara. I said the Gemara. Stand there. So the first, first the Gemara. It's indirect, and indirect four times is considered That's the sad of the Safik. We're suggesting that's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. Mm-hmm. Indirect, but normal. Right, but but typical. Right. Correct. Says the Gemara, no, I can't accept that this is, and that's a nice interpretation, this is the fourth time. Didn't say the words fourth time. It says uh, the animal relieved itself. I'm imagining it says the Gemara even as first time. Even as first time, but that's serorot, it's indirect. How could you argue that it's 100% like Rav Yehuda says the Gemara? Look, behad zimna, it was only one time. We're talking about the first time offense of this animal to the dough or in serorot. And the mahluk between Rav Yehuda and Bil Azar is the typical, the traditional mahluk. Sumchus and hachamim. Rav Yehuda says 100%, he goes like Sumchus. Bil Azar says half. Goes like hachamim with regards to sirorot. The Gemara questions God. So therefore we can't answer Ravaz's question. Therefore we have no solution to Ravaz's question about sirorot times four, whether you're paying full or not. Correct. Says the Gemara, but I can't even accept such an approach because I think this case doesn't even resemble, I don't think it even resembles regel. Why doesn't it resemble regel? Vaha. Mishunehu, isn't it abnormal? Something along the lines of Jeffrey, not that we're going to exempt, but we're going to say it's very strange and difficult for me to wrap my head around the fact that an animal went onto someone else's dough and relieved itself. Therefore, it's not even regal. If it's not even regal, again, what is it? It's kidding. If it's kidding, you don't, you can't deflect and tell me as sumch, that, that we're following the opinion of sumchus that it's 100% no such thing. Sumchus is talking about serorot, where it was a normal action, it was just indirect. Sero, excuse me, keren, where it's mishune, where it's an abnormal, atypical action. Well, in such a circumstance, we don't get into this whole conversation. In other words, as Eli alluded to a moment ago, even Sumchus wouldn't say 100% over here. Answers the Gemara, and we're going to get a little graphic. We'll try to keep it as clean as possible. Themselves. There's a difference when you're running into something on a normal regular thing, 
Correct. Unless I can argue, unless I can find a reason to say that this needed to happen here, which is what the Gemara is going to say in a second, it's going to be a little bit of a dahuk answer, but uh, I, I'm going to answer that it's uh, abnormal. You see the animal about to relieve itself. The animal won't do it on the dough. You're right, they're relieving themselves off. It's not a hay that It's just not a place where it would relieve itself. Correct. Correct? That's the Gemara will say. The Gemara, the Gemara, yes, that. Can't you say that it's the animal doing it for itself? The animal just kicked up. Moving Hitila gelalim. The answer is going to be certainly that it relieved itself. Okay, so Jesse, the doctor's making it even better for you. That's real. So that's, real that's really that's really No, 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 that's really mishune. So the Gemara said we could suggest as such until now that hitila gelalim. Even though I think that's lashon generally with regards to relieving, but maybe not. Maybe it means it just it somehow got the gelalim onto it. But the Gemara, in the scheme of things, now says no, 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 the dahik alma. Dahikle alma means, literally, it means the world is pressed in on it. In other words, the animal is stuck in a position where it needs to relieve itself without a capability, an ability to move anywhere else. For a moment, let's read Rashi. Rashi, in that same large Rashi, some, uh, I don't know, 13, 14, 15 lines down in the wide lines of Rashi, a few words before the end of the line where it says, the alma. Again, why did the Gemara arrive at this line to tell us that we are arriving at a regular case of regel, which is serorot. It's a regel because it's a normal, not a typical action of the animal, apparently. But nonetheless, it's indirect because it's relieving itself, not stomping on it, not uh, banging it with its body. Writes Rashi, the alma, first translating. She'omedet b'makom sar. We have to argue that the animal is in a very narrow uh, place where it can't easily move around. Ve'en makom lazuz. It doesn't have the ability to, um, uh, to move somewhere else. U'beshelo lahana ata askinan. These are the interesting important words I wanted to read together with you. Rashi now says you have to now argue that the animal is not doing it it's not benefiting from this. Why is it not benefiting? Of course it is. If it has to use the bathroom, well then it's benefiting. Rashi, as A.V. says, is bothered and is telling us don't think this is shin. Kegon b'mishalshelet. You have to argue, says Rashi, it's a diuretic in this moment. Uh, in other words, it's just, it's not knowingly and it's not uh, in a purposefully and pleasantly uh, relieving itself. It just can't control itself, says Rashi. Therefore, there's no benefit. If anything, it's in pain. If it were to be benefiting and enjoying this, period, says Rashi. If that were to be the case, it would be what's Rashi bothered by? Why can't it be that's exactly the point. This is regal. Rashi is saying it's regal. So Rashi seems to be telling us, I'm going to read in a moment how he continues to apologize about this. Rashi seems to be telling us that everything we've been talking about until now, Serorot, is only a tolada of regal. 
And Rashi therefore needs to push himself, ironically, into a corner and say, it's not actually enjoying it, otherwise it would be shin. You might recall, you might recall in Daf Yodzayin Amudbet, we had the case of Hazir Hanover Ba'ashpa. You had the Hazir, the pig, which was uh, down the hog on the ground, moving its nose or its mouth around and causing damage. And it was in some way a case of Sirorot, and Rashi seemed to tell us it was Sirorot of Regel. Hard to understand, but that's what he told us. Tosafot unapologetically said it's Sirorot of Shin. So Rashi, for one reason or another, without touching further than that for the moment, can't accept the concept of Sirorot being applicable to Shin. It's only for regal. That's why Rashi is doing okay. this apologetics. No benefit. Again, Tosafot says, I don't understand. If it's indirect, it's half. Rashi seems to think that since there's the benefit, it's not part of our tradition of halakhal Moshe Sinai, it's going to be whole irrespective. Then Rashi continues, just important to fill out his words. He says, generally speaking, all excretion, all relieving itself, is always going to be beneficial. And nonetheless, he says, maybe I still won't consider it toladav uh, shen. So his first answer was, it's just not enjoying it. Second answer, no, no, it does have any time any animal, any person relieves themselves, there's a benefit. Why isn't it shen? He tells us a hidush over here. He says, deshen hezekah degufahu. His next words are, the definition of shin is something which is direct. Rashi's now, again, his first approach was, it can't be sirorot of shin, so I'll tell you there was no benefit, there's no pleasure to the animal. Second answer, no, there is benefit, pleasure to the animal. However, by definition, shin, he didn't tell us how he got here, but he told us this, shin, shin must be direct. That's the definition. Benefit of an animal needs to be direct. He goes on and he's bothered by something we learned on Daf Gimal. On Daf Gimal, we, t- we learned about an animal which was metanefit, it caused filth to perot, to fruits and vegetables. Uh, over there, the Gemara considered that shin. Oh, one second, how's it filthing them? Is it not relieving itself on them? Says Rashi, you wanna know what it must mean over there? It was rolling around in them and that's how it caused uh, filth. That's shin. Over here, we're talking about it relieves itself, it's indirect. Anytime it's indirect, says Rashi, cannot be considered shin, must be considered regya. Okay, those are principles in Rashi. We're not gonna talk about the depth just yet as to why, but the principle of Rashi stated briefly is you won't find sirorot ever by shin. Either this is just not a case of sirorot of shin, or by definition, pleasure, hana'ah, of an animal needs to be direct. That's what he told us in this commentary. But back in our Gemara, yet again. So our Gemara now has moved us a little bit forward, but not all that much. We had a safik of Rava, an uncertainty of Rava. Do you come to 100% with regards to Sirorot or not? Maybe I have a proof. Maybe it's the Mahlok Rav Yudan and Azar. Not so fast. Maybe the Mahlok Rav Yudan and, and, and Rav Yehuda Ish is whether, on the first time, Sumchusim Hachamim. Oh, wait a second. No, no, no. This Sounds like Kedin. The answer is it's not Kedin. It's a normal way. It's Tahik le Alma. Says the Gemara. Velema, Rav Yudah, Lachak, Sumchus, Velema, Bil Azar, Lachak, Rabbanan. 
Well, if these are, and this is Rashi's proof for what he mentioned earlier, if these are Emoraim, if these are rabbis from the time of the Gemara, the normal way for later generation rabbis to speak is to not be plagiarizing earlier generations, is to say the halakha is like him, and he says the halakha is like him. In other words, if we're contemporaries, and you have my words, and you have Abi's words, we don't need to be quoting each eyes hold like them. We each of us have our opinion. We happen to be the same opinions as Alan and, and Sharon, but we don't need, I'm not going to say I hold like Alan, you hold like Sharon. We might not even know each other. We're living in the same generation. If we're 200 years removed and we're reflecting that opinion, we should state, that's our opinion. We should say, this is the case. If the animal goes and leaves itself on the dog, says Rabbi Lazar, <coughs> my opinion is the eksumchus. That's what you should say, and you pay 100%. Why does he instead just say you pay 100% if his opinion truly is like sumchus? Rabbi uh, Rav Yehuda should uh, clear his mouth, and oh, I, I messed it up. I hold like hachamim, should hold, say I hold like sumchus. The Gemara therefore says that velema Rav Yehuda halacha ke sumchus velema Rabbi Lazar halacha ke rabbanan. So the question in short is they've taught us nothing new. One more time, if we're in the same generation, I'm saying A, you're also saying A, I don't know. Generation later, they don't say, why did both of them say the same thing? They didn't know one another. Here were generations removed, Rashi's interpretation, were hundreds of years afterwards. What they teach us, they gave me a case, and they made it as if we have a novelty over here. What's new about this case? You're just reflecting sumchus, and you're fla- reflecting hachamim. Punchline of the Gemara says, the Gemara, gelalim there's a necessity of teaching this halacha in this situation, in this context, because you would have thought, you would have said since, the relieving itself is, as Jesse made this claim on day one, Jared as well, Jesse said it day one, he said the relieving doesn't sound indirect. Relieving comes from the body of the animal. It's not a pebble. Pebbles on the ground, which it kicks. Over here, it came from the animal. You would have thought to say, says the Gemara, Rav Yehuda, Rabbi Lazar, that this is direct. This isn't Sirorot as well. Oh, no. This is Sirorot. This is Regel. It's Dahikleat. You would have said it's direct. Oh, and it's Shin, according to the second interpretation of Rashi. Or it's Regel. Either way, if it's Dahikleat Alma, it's going to be a Regel direct. Doesn't matter. You would have thought it's for sure 100%, no questions asked. That's what the Gemara says. No, this is still considered Sirorot. Rav Yudan and Bilazad then disagree about how to uh, be Posek, like Sumchus or Hachamim. But what about our question? What about Ba'irava? What about? Three times, four times, sirorot, 100% or half. We don't know. We're still stuck. One last try. Tashima. Four lines from the bottom. Ditane Rame Bar Yeheskel. Rame Bar Yeheskel taught the following. Tarnego, the following Beraita. Shehoshit Rosho Leavir Keli Zechuchit. A Tarnegola chicken, which stuck its small head into a larger opening of a uh, glass vessel. And in sticking its head in, takabo, it then makes a noise in it. It then sounds the shofar. Not really. Vishabiro, and as a result of its loud noise in a closed-off area, it breaks it. Mishalim nezik shalim. Sounds like serorot to me. It doesn't sound like serorot to you. Which part of the animal touched the glass? The head didn't touch it, it tuck, stuck its head in, and then it screams, and the screaming noise breaks it. Isn't direct? So, what's direct? That's, that's energy. 
And the last case we called Sinorot. Exactly. Exactly. There was nothing. Actually, maybe it's a little more serious than the Actually, you can see. Very nice, Nathan. Hold your thought. Ve'amarav Yosef, Amre Be'rav, and... In contrast, we have a statement of Rav Yosef in the names of, in the name of the rabbis from the Beit Midrash of Rav, Sus Shesanaf, a horse which neighed, Vehamor Shenaar, and a donkey. Get this. I think the translation would be braid. Yes. Veshiberet Akelim. And it, I, I was taught that from like an Eli years ago because I said the donkey neighed as well. Someone said, no, it's braid. Okay, no. Vehamor shena'ar veshiberet hakelim meshalem hatzinezek. So it seems to be a mahloket. On the one hand, one approaches when the chicken stuck its head into the uh, glass vessel and broke it. Nezek shalem seems to be saying we're doing 100% for serorot. Interesting. The second approach is it's neighing any of these larger animals and breaking through their neighing or braying. My love, kegon de avad telata zimne, ubehakamiflege mor savar yesh haada, umor savar en haada. Should we not suggest again that the mahloket in these circumstances is this happened three times and the dispute is specifically and only whether you have haada? Whether you're paying 100%, pause for a second. Okay, don't pause yet. Let's finish the Gemara. Answers the Gemara. Lo, behad zimna ubeflukta desumchus verabanan kamiflege. Now, it must be that it's even on the first time. We're used to this at this, uh, at this point. We know this sort of answer. It's not the third time. It's not the fourth time. It's the first, second, third. What's the dispute over here? Sumchus and hachamim. No, sir, says the Gemara. Vaham mishunehu. This is atypical. It's not normal for an animal to break with its voice, to stick its head in, etc. Di'it be bazrane. The Gemara was specifically and only asking about the case of the chicken. The chicken sticking its head in and making that noise and breaking, that's mishune. That a horse neighs very loud, that a donkey brays very loud and breaks, not so mishune. The question of the Gemara in its final line is, but the chicken case where you told me that according to the first approach it's paying 100% damage, you're telling me that's even on first time? That's mishune. That's kerim. The answer, it be bizrane. What's bizrane? Seeds, I assume. Seeds. And as a result, it's normal. It's normal for it to stick its head in. Why is it sticking its head in? To get from those seeds. Went inside of the glass vessel. It's normal to stick your head in to get those seeds. It's normal to cockle doodle do while you do so. And as a result, the Gemara concludes with no conclusion at all. Rava's question at the onset of our sugya of Yesh ha'ada'alisrorot took us in a lot of uh, forward-moving directions, every time squashed back down. Every time, as Jared said, predictably, sumchus versus hachamim. You don't have enough evidence to suggest this is time for, and that's the dispute, and as a result, I can't. Now, these last two statements mentioned in the Gemara, Nathan, hold your thought for a moment. These last two statements in the Gemara seemed to have been suggested as conflicting opinions. The first one, the chicken which stuck its head into the vessel and crowed and uh, made a noise and broke it. And 
the second one, the donkey or the horse, which makes the noise and breaks. And the conclusion of the Gemara is I can't bring a proof about, even though they're equated, even though they're the same type of situation, one said half, one said whole. The mahlokir is sumchus and hachamim. I am reef. Imagine that for a moment. I am Reef Ben Yitzhak Al Fasi. I'm writing my commentary on the Gemara, but not a commentary. I'm telling you Pesach Halacha. Can I present both of these last two opinions? Or is that a contradiction, directly and clearly? Again, can I present to you the situation of a donkey which neighs or brays and you pay half, as well as a chicken which crows and you pay whole? I can't do so. Why can't I do so? Because the Gemara just told us that the chicken which crows and makes the noise 100% is because sumchus. And the donkey or horse which neighs or prays is hachamim. If I'm writing a law book, not a development of law book called Gemara, I can't mention those two opinions. Are we all clear about that? One more time. If the conclusion of our Gemara is these two opinions disagree, they may have been talking about different cases, but they're the same thing. One's about a chicken, one's about a donkey or a horse. But at the end of the day, they're talking about the same case. One says 100%, one says half. You, you can't. That's a conflict. Take a look at Reef. Reef on, on the page in front of you. Jesse, you'll find it in the back of the Gemara. In Amudbet in Reef. I don't know what you're talking about. If you take a look at the Reef on Davzayin Amudbet in Reef. I don't want to do that. I don't want to. It's not what the Gemara said. It's not what the Gemara said. I know. That's what Nathan said. The Gemara didn't say it. Rashba will say it, but you, you guys can't say that yet. Uh, it says, says Reef, but you're, you're, you're on it. Reef, top of the page. Davzayin Amudbet. Tane Rame Bar Yechaskel. Tarnegol Shehoshit. Roshol Le'avir Keli Zechuchit. Vetakabo Veshibera. Meshalem Nezek Shalem. Good. We know that. Not so good. That's a, the opinion of Sumchus. That's not our opinion. And that's uh, specifically when there are seeds in there. Doesn't have seeds, so you're paying half. I, I understand that because that's kidding. But why am I paying whole? All right, so maybe, maybe Reef's opinion is we pay whole for Sirorot. Maybe he's telling us. Say it again. No, it could be a shoot ahead or a shoot ahead. It's half, right? If it's in a shoot ahead, according to the bit phone, it's hundred percent. But it could be. Amar of Yosef, Amre Berav, Sus Shesanaf, Hamor Shenaal, Vishberet Akelim, Mishalem Hatzinezek. He can't do that. That's not. That's not fair. You presented Sumchus and then you presented Hachamim. Reef left us with a confusion. The Gemara told us we have no conclusion, but I'll tell you what the two opinions mean. They're not the same opinion. Left hand side, uh, where it says Hamaor Hagadol. Hamaor Hagadol. We remember from earlier in the week. Rabbeinu Zerachia Halevi. Originally born in Spain, but spent much of his life in Provence, in southern France. Right here, just four lines. It's Tane, Rame, Barhabari, Chazke, and so forth. Katav Haravzal, two, three lines in. He's talking about Reef. Dehavu be bizrone, Mishalem nezek shalem. Delohavu be bizrone, Mishalem hatsi nezek. That's our Gemara. Difference if the seeds or not. Velohi, says Reef, says Baal Hamaor, not so. Ben dehavu be bizrone, ben delo havu be bizrone, lo meshalem ela ad hatzinezek. It's always 
going to be half. Want to know why? Because after all, the Gemara told us that sumchus. He says, I can't understand how Arif mentions this line, distinguishes between if it has seeds or not. That's the opinion of sumchus. When it has seeds and it's 100% has seeds, but it's indirect, well, that's sirorot. That's that's half. How can Reef do this, presenting conflicting opinions, the opinion of um, both sumchus, uh, 100%, when it's the normal fashion, and we call it regel, but indirect, as well as the opinion of the hakamim. So on this page, on the other side, it's Rashba. Rashba is a rabbi from Barcelona who lived some 800 plus years ago. His name was Rabbeinu Shilomo ben Adderit. Uh, so Rashba, one of the great Sifarad in his commentary to the Gemara, suggests the following. He suggests that it's true that as we read the Gemara, the Gemara presented these as disagreeing one with the other. Again, the chicken which stuck its head into the vessel and the uh, horse which neighs or the donkey which brays. He says, however, when the whole sugya is over, and we take a step back, and we don't resolve anything. Can we, must we say that these actually disagree one with the other? Remember, they're different situations. One is it stuck its head into a small place where there is, are some seeds, and the other is a donkey or a horse which is neighing or praying. If you take a look over here, the itbe bizrone efshar, on the left-hand side in Rashba, dehashta now dumukminan the itbe bizrone veorhehu. Now that we established that it's a normal way for the chicken to stick its head in, lav sirorotu. Maybe the chicken case is not indirect. Oh, one second, one second. The chicken is normal, rege. Um, the horse is normal. Regel, is it? Yeah, they're both regel. The chicken is normal, regel, it's going to be 100%. Why? We thought sumchus. The horse, the donkey is regular, but it's indirect, it's going to be half, it's going to be hachamim. How's he resolving this? As Jared and Nathan said more than once, I think, if I heard them correctly, the chicken sticking its head even into the narrow area and not touching it at all, but in such a narrow area with its loud voice going into that area and breaking, I know it's indirect, but not really. It's indirect if the horse or the donkey neighs and brays and breaks something. They're outside, they're very removed. It stuck its head into a narrow vessel and makes that loud noise, and it's a normal fashion, so it's regal. That's direct. That's what Rashba suggests. To resolve reef, he suggests that the maskana, the conclusion of our Gemara, leaves open to us to go back to those opinions and to suggest they're not disagreeing with one another, they're talking about different cases. Absolutely. If there are Nazis, it's Karen. It needs seeds in order to make it normal for it to stick its head in and, and, and crow. That's it enters into that area and it's so close and so direct that it's direct. It's not said at all. Which is a fascinating... It, no, nobody's disagreeing purposeful. It's regal, it's got to be purposeful. But it's so close and so clear that this is going to happen. It's not indirect like flinging a pebble. It's not indirect like a donkey or a horse making a loud noise and breaking the window. It's not like if I raise my voice in this room and the windows break. Can't be, because in a type of the Gemara said that the excrement, ultimately speaking, is sirorot, right? The Gemara nonetheless said it, it's, it's sirorot. 
So, no, why is it shame? Why is it shame? If you eat, you get the benefit for that. With that that's not how it caused the damage. Stuck its head in, in order to get that, and then it sh- shrieked, and then it crowed. That's how it caused it. In the act of damage, there isn't. In sh- Absolutely, that's the point of the Gemara. Absolutely, that's what made it. Well, so in short, in short, what we've arrived at then is Nezek Shalem, because it's a regular regal, no sirorot. It means it means that our conclusion of the Gemara, if read like Rashba, the clever reading, the clever suggestion of Rashba, means that as much as we have said throughout, if it's indirect, it's going to be half. Made some of us not so happy. Said. Sometimes you're going to say it's close enough to direct, even though the body didn't touch it, to be considered not or to be regal. That's the Hidush of Rashba. You could, and many of the Rishonim, let me be clear, many of the Rishonim don't read Rif like this. That's the Hidush of Rashba I wanted to present to you. Rava, Nimukei Yosef, there's different approaches as well to this Gemara, how to resolve Rif, but that's Rashba's Hidush. Reef is going to go like Sumchus, excuse me, like Hachamim, Hatzinez, Xerorot. He's going to say, as our sugya told us, I have no idea, we'll have to figure out what you do, about Ha'ada'a on Xerorot, which was really our whole disagreement. But those last two approaches mentioned in the Gemara, Reef says, I have a Hidush. The Gemara presented them as conflicting. Now that all the dust settled, I can suggest they don't disagree one with the other. Reef can do it, I can't do it, right? That's, Because the Gemara told us if there are seeds in it, it's normal. And the Gemara never questioned that the horse and donkey is normal. So that would be hard to do that.